Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Check, check, check. What up, world? It's the man with the plan, Burp McGurk, a.k.a. PR, the king of hearts, and you are now tuned in to Clocking Out, the podcast you listen to when you need to get motivated and inspired to doing bigger and better things. What is going on, everybody? I'm here again bringing you another episode of Clocking Out. Here on Clocking Out, we always love to show love and support all independent music artists. And today we have a special guest on the line. Call her, tell us your name and where you're calling from. Hey, it's your boy Seven Taylor, and I'm calling from Connecticut. All right, how is it over there in Connecticut? Uh, we get through things. <laughs> I kind of crazy with, with COVID and stuff. Exactly, I hear you. It's it's changing a lot of stuff, man. Is is things getting a little out of the norm? Is it hard to to adapt to the way that things are, or is it not that big of a change over there? Um, well, we're going back to like phase two very soon and then i think also back to phase one if anything and they're you know kind of bad because i mean it's like an increase of cases and lockdown is more um <laughs> looking like the near future so yeah no nah, yeah. I, I see that i see a lot of places getting that also and uh, over here in, in uh long island um there's, there's, I mean, it's, it's a lot of places are here and there with it. Um, I've been staying home as much right. as I can to avoid any of that stuff, man. And, and just until there's really a solid idea of what the hell is really going on, because yeah, there's, I know there's definitely going to be a second lockdown. I know there's definitely going to be a lot more restrictions and stuff coming out around there. So, uh, of course, yeah. But um, yeah. So, what, what do you got going on? What's new? What's, what's up with you? <laughs> Well, I, I'm a whole lot of things. Um, well, right about now, um, that, well, back in July, I did release uh, the Disobedience of Jimmy Taylor, which I labeled that as my bridge project. So I'm actually working on a deluxe version to that, but it's going to be a whole different switch over, five to seven new tracks, repackaged in a whole different theme. Um, the original theme with the first one is like horror, so I'm going to go in another direction with this one. Um... I'm working on a new book. I am an author as well. Um, and that as, should be debuting. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So what, what kind of book is it about? Like, what is it like a, a, a autobiography type book? Is it a, a science fiction? Is it a horror? Is it a thriller? Is it a romantic? Like, what type of book is it? You know, it's kind of a mixture of everything. Well, it's not a biography. It's not nothing like based on me or anything like that. But it is... Um, a mixture of everything, like horror, uh, you know, scientific, you know, scientific and um, fictional. It's a mixture of everything. It's kind of like Stephen King meets reality meets uh, different types of worlds and shit like that. So it's, it's it's like my first fantasy book in a way, but fantasy with a twist. Um, so I, I definitely am very thrilled to be writing this book, and it's um it's called Blood Moon: Conversations with My Ancestors. Um, and it's like a, maybe like four to five different characters with different narratives and stuff like that. So it's coming along very good. Um, I'm on like on a third or fourth chapter right about now. I like the title of that blood moon. That sounds mad dope. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, um, as far as, um, book writing, how, how long have you been doing that? How long has that been a thing? Like, no. um. What what got you originally? What what originally got you into writing um, books? Um, 
I want to say I started writing short stories between the ages of eight, nine. My mom actually found some of my short stories and it was so believable that she was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> she thought it was like something that I actually experienced when and it was really pop culture. I was someone that was uh, very in tune with pop culture and watching shit. I had no business watching and um, and I would write stories about it. Um, that's like where my first love came in. Like, you know, I'm a writer first and a musician second. And um, I always like, you know, dabbled in that world of just like creating. And I went from writing short stories to writing my first song when I was like nine, ten years old. Um, and then it just bubbled from there. And around like 2000, I want to say 14, 15, I had put out my first book. Um, the project of being a woman, and then I followed up with like what's the tea and so on and so forth. So it's, it's been a journey. That sounds actually that you got a lot of stuff in in your portfolio, basically under your belt. That's what's up. I, that you found a way yeah. to take one thing and basically turn it into multiple streams of of content or streams of of ways of people finding out who you are created creatively and i like that and right. um as far as your books Thank and everything you, like that it. i want to ask you being that you you write books and being that you're into writing uh -huh. how do you feel about the whole thing of uh maybe it could relate or, or um as far as to the books that you've written and everything but how would you feel or how do you feel on the whole subject of books being turned into movies or vice versa, movies being turned into books. Like, do you care about that? Or are you one of those people that if you watch a movie that's based on a book, you're a stickler on it because it's not exactly like the book or it's a little different? Like, how how do you feel about that? And would you be a person that would mind if you, one of your books was turned into, like, a show or a movie or, or something along those lines? Like, how, how do you feel about all those things? Um, well, yeah, if you... You unpacked in a lot of questions. The first question, I do like books that are um, turned in. Um, I like books that go from books to movies, but I like when they do it the correct way. I hate when um, movie adaptions happen and they take out very important things in the book or in the story. And, you know, it goes to movie or it goes to TV show and it's kind of really opposite of what you read. Sometimes, in most cases, the book is always better than the movie or the show, to be honest. Um, it's more raw. I'm a raw, I'm a raw artist. I'm a very explicit, as you can tell. And I'm very much about the truth. And I feel like if you're going to capture the truth and you're going to take the truth from text to a movie adaption or a show adaption, then, then you need to really go there with it. Um, you know, you need to really bring that vision to life. So I'm, I'm all for it if it is done correctly. And so what there are some shows? Go ahead. No, no, go go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, it's okay. Oh, because there is like some some movies that has happened, and um, you kind of like, uh, you know, the book was better. You know, or or you know, sometimes uh, the movie might be better than the book. <laughs> you know, it depends. It depends on the situation. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you next. What's an example of that? What do you think is a good example of, of a movie or a show that actually did it the right way? And what do you think is the perfect example of like, all right, see, this is how you don't do it. Like, <laughs> Right. Well, I do. I'm a big fan of Harry Potter. And I Me as well. Me as well. Stuff like, 
Right, but you know, originally um, Harmony was um, written in as a black character in the um, in the book, but when she went to publish it, they wanted it to be a white character. Um, so I think even though it was such a you know that was like a big change. I can't say a small change. That was a big change because I'm I'm big on rep- on people being able to identify, you know, with things like pop culture always allowed me to identify with things that was uh, in uh, in the process of my growth or my creativity. So when we are growing up and we are coming from marginalized, poverty type backgrounds, um, to see yourself on TV is, is to see yourself doing many other things. You know, sometimes when we don't see ourselves in places and spaces, we kind of feel discouraged because obviously either we have the purpose to be the first to do it or it hasn't been done correctly, you know, and that's what everything, music, modeling, acting, whatever field you in, um, when you see yourself or you see something that is like you, it gives you that push. You know, I, back um, like years ago, I was signed with um, John Casablanca out of Rocky Hill, Connecticut, and it was only a very few black uh, other models there, you know, so... Um, I had the world on top of my shoulders because A, I'm coming from the hood <laughs> and B, I'm coming to a space and place that it's captivated right about now with nothing but um, Caucasian peers and stuff like that. So, you know, you have this big weight on your shoulders to represent yourself and represent where you come from and show people that there's variations to who you are and we're not all these negative uh narrative that's painted about us so um i'm trying to think of move okay waiting to exhale uh was a movie that was from a book and uh and it went to movie i think they did a wonderful job with that some people might beg to differ um harry potter like i said harry potter had the black character and then the studio wanted to be the white character and i'm not against it because i still like who played um hermione um but it would have made such a big change as me being a young black boy looking at that movie and seeing a black character being a main character, you know, and not just a storyline or written in person, like actually having a pivotal moment in the um, storyline itself, you know, you know, rep, rep, I can't even say the damn word right by now. No, no, I I, I can't really say the word. Representing, yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I understand what you mean though, and I, I totally agree. It's crazy that you said that. I didn't even have, a, I didn't even know about that. That uh, Hermione was originally um, supposed to be black. That's something crazy, and I totally understand what you mean when you know you're looking for. Cause it's it's me and I'm I do music I right. do I try to do a little bit of everything because I like entertainment so I try to do anything with video I try right. to do anything with editing or whatever just because I want to have the experience of it and at the same time when you're you're I don't care who it is I feel like whenever you're trying to do something in entertainment or something out of the norm you always look for someone to look up to or someone to be like your 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 guideline your blueprint of what you should do or if not you always have people like i don't care whether it's little wayne i don't care whether it's jennifer lopez i don't care whether it's an actor an actress or whatever the fuck it is they always take bits and pieces of people that either they think are cool or they think are inspiring or they find to be motivational 
general right. and they take either okay this person wears tattoos i'm gonna like tattoos at some point this person changed their hair like this i want to do that this person works out i right. like that this person and they start getting pieces and that's how they become who they are but then again i totally agree with you when you're in a situation where you start maturing and you start looking at your ethnicity or your background or whatever it is or where you're from or where you came from and you see that there's right. no one that's like you you start feeling like okay maybe i'm not going to be able to be that movie star because there's none like me out there so you're like all right you know right. anyone could be a movie star but then you're like you know growing up you get programmed into thinking i don't see anyone like me doing it am i doing something wrong am i fucked up for doing this am i the one right and that's never really the case when you grow older it really takes you getting through or trying shit and fucking up it makes you realize you know what it doesn't mean that i'm doing it wrong i just gotta put more work into it and then you start realizing yo just because right. there's no one else doing it like me that doesn't mean i can't fucking do it so then you start realizing yo i'm right. like that that's where the whole thing of being like yo, i'm gonna make my own fucking lane comes into play and everything like that which is why i really like a lot of yeah. independent artists nowadays that they're like yo fuck it they really don't and now with the way that the internet is everything has changed and anyone can literally just jump in and do whatever the fuck they want how they they want it and everyone out there is a fan right. of something i don't care what type of music you're making i don't care what type of pictures you put up i don't care what type of movies you make or anything like that there's a there's a person that literally right. wants to be a fan of peanut butter and all they care about is peanut butter and they, they just wish there was a person <laughs> out there that made a profile of peanut butter and little do you know if you made one you would have a hundred thousand people that are just like strictly addicted to peanut butter just like there's strictly people that are addicted to music or to acting or to chocolate right. or to whatever the so I, I totally agree with what you're saying, how, how you know, there's a lot of different things that um, if they did it the right way, it would it would mean a lot more and it'd be a lot more valuable. But it'd be more impactful. Exactly. You know? Exactly. As far as right. um, the music that you were talking about, what's what first got you into music? Um, well, what I want to. Oh, wait, wait. Before we get to that, um, the books that I would books of mine that I've written that I would like to turn to turn into books would be obviously my first book, The Project of Being a Woman. I mean, I know the title, so like, what the hell? But uh, it talks about various topics and things, and it goes through three different, I mean, four different black women lives. And um, I would love to turn that book into a movie or a show because I do touch so many different genres um, within the narration of the book itself. Um, but to go back to the other question, um, uh, when did I real? I think I've always been a music head <laughs> for one. I I think my first time being very inspired by music would have had been seeing Michael Jackson when I was younger, um, and just seeing the way that he moved, the way he sang, and wanting to meet him one day and stuff like that. You know, sadly he you know is no no longer here, but um, that was one of my dreams as a kid to meet Michael Jackson. Um, but I think what really dived me into music was, you know, poetry. Um, one day I was reciting some poetry that I written about a relationship that went sour. And I had an assistant at the time that, um, we were just on the phone and I was like, Oh, let me say this to you. You know what I mean? You know? And I actually started saying it as a rap rather than in a more poetic way, as far as like poetry. And she was like, oh, that sounds dope. And then um, I started picking like little beats and I would just freestyle over them for her. And um, then I freestyled for my brother 
and he's a, like he's a music artist as well. Um, and once I got his co-sign, I was like, okay, I got something going on, <laughs> you know. Um, so that's kind of like what dabbled me into music, and you know, just my influences as well: Nicki Minaj, Foxy, Little Kim, Biggie, Jay Z, Missy Elliott. If they all had a love child, would be a love child. <laughs> um, but I think overall, the the the, the power to tell stories has always been very pivotal to me and I feel like your music should tell stories you know someone should be able to be captivated by the first five seconds of the damn song you know you should be able to catch someone's attention and I feel like nowadays you hear it with certain artists and other artists you could tell that it's a gimmick or that it is doing it is to get paid and I'm not against no one getting the bag but for the people that are like me that are doing it for passion and you know of course all those other things come along with it i i feel like our space and who we are is very important to the culture because we are the ones that will change the culture our our shift that change or inspire that change to happen you know so more people can come through and you know talk their shit yeah, no, I I really like that you said that. I feel like that's really important that people have like some type of a message or some type of like they actually give a fuck about what they're doing. A lot of people they fake the right, funk and they make the mumble it, shit is like that. Exactly, they're like, oh, this is just a dope beat. Let me just say something so I can make a couple hundred dollars or some shit on a couple streams and everything. And and now it's like everything. And people eat it up. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Now it's like who can show who can right. show their ass the more the most to to get the most attention temporarily rarely and who right. can top the last person like so it's like show. exactly yeah. and um i totally yeah. I, that's why I, I like the way you said that i i really that's why there's there's um i've been really trying to focus on the people who are really real about what they do and um and right. th- regardless of what it doesn't matter what the music is about or or who the hell is saying right. the music or whatever the fuck man it's just you can tell when someone is really into it and they give a fuck about what they're saying, they take time and right. putting the words together. They take time and 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 formulating bars and verses. Not only that, but they take time in making the quality sound good. And your quality sounds good. Yeah. Your verses sound good. And it was sounding clean. And I'm listening to it. And like I said before, it's not what I normally listen to. I was like, yo, but I can't front. This is actually good. I'm like, yo, there's the quality sound. The, the quality's on fucking point. I was like, lyrical content is good. The beat is dope. It's catchy. I'm like, yo, I, I can't knock it. Why am I going to knock it for? So I, I was like, listen to a few times. Right. And it went from one thing to another thing to another thing. I was like, all right, you see, he got me. I was like, in the whole he, I, in the whole rabbit hole shit, I fell into it. And I went from one thing to another. <laughs> and I noticed that I was just paying more attention to the quality and the work that was putting into it. And I was listening to the right. lyrical content. I was listening to to the wordplay and the the just the consistency of okay i give a fuck about this you know what i'm saying it's like people that say they right. can cook and it's like all right you can cook just because you fucking can can boil up some macaroni and throw some sauce in it don't mean you can cook can you cook some chicken can you season it can you make some rice and beans and and you know what i'm saying can you right. actually throw <laughs> down you know what i'm saying and it goes to show that you right. actually put the time and consideration in in actually formulating a song and everything and that i appreciate as a fan I appreciate music. that. Yeah. Um. So what I wanted to I appreciate add, that. That's a big compliment. 
Nah, yeah. no problem, man. And the, the, what I wanted to ask you, um, if that wanted to go to my next question, which is, how do you go about creating a song? What inspires you to make a song, or how? Like, do you find the beat first? Do you have your lyrics already written down? Do you wait to be in a certain mood or a certain day? Like, do you have a routine? Right. Like, what? What's your your way of making and formulating a song and putting one together? How do you go about that? Okay, <laughs> this is a very interesting question. Um, okay, so some days I have, like, I, I, I do freestyle. I do freestyle. Um, I normally freestyle a lot when I feel it. Like, sometimes when you just got that that feeling. <laughs> it's, like I, it's like a feeling I can't describe. It's like, I, I, I'm just, like, in another zone. I really become Seven Taylor. And I'm just like, all right, I want to eat somebody up right quick. Hey, <laughs> let's go. You know that, that I know that feeling when that feeling comes along, but um, sometimes I I'm a looping person. I like to loop beats a lot, so I'll keep playing that shit, keep playing that shit until I start um, creating or structuring the verse. Again, like I said, I freestyle a lot, so sometimes the words come before I actually hear a beat. So some and I have the ability to change the pitch of the words to match the beat. You know how some some people can have a real fast ass rap, but the song is like real beat beat. You know, like it, it got like a real low low uh, uh, pattern going on with it. Yeah, yeah, and you got to speed so it up a little bit to, to, to the way your uh, like the RPMs or whatever the beats per minute or whatever. You got to either speed it up so it goes with your flow, so you're not like lagging behind. Right. Or too. I feel you. I feel you. Right. So I have the ability to naturally do that. That's I can I can listen to a beat and um, if there's and if I have words already written, lyrics already written, and I'm like, hey, I want, I really want to use this punchline because I feel like this shit is thorough. Let me put it in here. I'm going to find a way to put it in here that it goes right with the beat. So sometimes I, I feel like it's a spiritual thing that happens because I actually like, I feel like I leave myself and something else comes in my place, if that makes sense. So sometimes when I am freestyling, because I've, I've had a lot of tracks where I didn't have a second or third verse written. I just, was like, yo, punch me in. All right, pull me back. You know, so is that whole process going on? So sometimes I feel like it's a spiritual thing that happened, but um, I will loop something into the words come. I'll freestyle things. Um, I'll be watching something, like the whole political thing that's going on with, with Biden and, and, and um, you know, Trump and all that stuff like that. Uh, stuff like that, like things that's happening right now, inspires my rap so i was like okay i could i could find like a little punchline between this and throw it somewhere at one point um or like i said like it, it randomly comes to me so my creative process is very spontaneous because i i could see something earlier in the day and now i'm about to write and that shit come right back to me but it comes back to me in a punchline setup you know or a or I could be flowing and I'm just like flowing and I'm not really paying attention to what I'm saying. So I'm like, yo, this is dope ass flow. Let me actually put it with some, like some meaningful words. Um, because I'd be having all different types of flows. Um, I don't know. Like I said, to moralize the situation, uh, I would say my creative process is spiritual. It just happens when it happens. And some people have been blessed to actually be around me when I'm actually am creating other people aren't because I feel like my energy and my space got to be 
a certain type of energy. You know, like I don't like a weird people around me. I don't like people that's too too focused on shit being perfect at the you know the, the first time of it going. Like I'm a perfectionist, but I'm also someone that sometimes the first you know take is a good take, and then sometimes the seventh, eighth, ninth take is a good take to me. You know, is is those days. Um, so I feel like it's very important to have people around you that inspire your craft as far as like bigging you up or like, oh, yo, no, go a little harder, whatever. You know, sometimes you need people to hear you like go a little harder. I'm, I'm a, I'm a self-pushing person. So I push myself. I'm like, nah, nigga. <laughs> like, you know, put that shit again, no. you know? Um, but I feel like also I think about Biggie and how he was this such a, uh, he was such an unapologetic rapper and um, he was just like flowing, you know, and um, just doing his shit. So I feel like um, when I am writing, I feel like I think about if I was about to like freestyle for Biggie and I'm like, now, you know, you need to come with some motherfucking, you know, bars for Biggie to get him excited and in tune with you. And I think that's what keeps me going. Cause I'm like, all right, nah, I could do that line better. Nope. I could do that flow better. Nope. I can set up the punchline a little bit more, you know, intense, you know, so it, it, it's crazy, but it's moralizing the situation is a spiritual thing that happens. I totally agree with that. I feel like that also. I feel like there's times where you just get in your zone and you just zone out and you can't even explain it. It's like this other right. thing just comes over you. And it's like, it's like, um, um, what would you call it? Uh, muscle memory. It's just like a thing, like second nature. It's like a beat comes on and you don't even think about it. It's just, you've done it so many times. You used to either just writing right. or you used to just flowing or you used to just going with it or coming up with shit. And then there's other people that'll be around you and be like, yo, how the fuck are you doing that? Like how? And you just right. like, be like, yo, to you, this is the first time you've done it. This is like my hundredth and, millionth time like fucking freestyling or hearing a beat or coming up with something like it's, it's nothing to me like <laughs> right the same way that when you get it becomes a thing like it's just as easy as like when you're breathing or blinking you don't even really think about it it just fucking happens you and you're think, like, yeah, yeah you really don't so being that you mentioned you biggie and everything i want to mm -hmm. ask you would that be or, or or if you can choose any dead or alive any music artist who would you pick to to do a show with whether to open up for or whether to do like a concert or a tour with if you can pick one dead or alive who would it be it um it depends because and why i say that is because i feel like with seven taylor you know me being seven i have so many variations to myself like some days i'm very i'm real gritty some days I feel like I want to be a superstar. Some days I feel like I want to be on some commercial shit. It depends. If, if, if we want to be on some superstar shit, I would definitely want to open up for uh, uh, Michael Jackson or somebody like that um, of that magnitude. Um, if I'm on some gritty shit, I want to do like, I want to open up for Foxy Brown or Biggie or Kim, um, someone of that magnitude as well. Um, I don't know. Like I said, it, it really depends. Um, on the situation the energy like if it's like some britney spears or somebody like that then of course i'm gonna come out talking my shit but i want it to actually match the vibe you know 
now people are like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Back, so, oh, okay. No, I feel I you. I feel, that's what I'm okay. saying. It would, it would be up to you. You could create your own like tour, your own show. It would be up to you, whoever the hell you would feel like matches your vibe or, or, or your style. Like if there could be anybody. Well, hip hop is always hip. Oh, not to talk over you, but hip hop is always my go-to because hip hop is always in me. Um, so it definitely would have to be like Jay Z or someone of that. Like I said, Kanye West. Um, it's so many different people that could possibly fit the headlining, you know, position for me to open up for or do a show with, you know, because it's just like I love hip hop, I love rapping, you know, it's a passion to me. Um, so I, I definitely feel like it could go either or. And what do you feel like is something that? could change for the better in the music industry with everything that's going on whether it's technology <laughs> so like yeah like that because that there's right now i feel like I, I always tell people it's like the wild wild west uh, west right now when it comes to the music industry due to the way that the internet is like you no longer need a, a music right. label you no longer need anything if you're talented enough and you're consistent enough you'll build a fan base and you'll be you'll be known you'll start doing your own thing and you really don't need none of this like you don't need the cosign no more now it's just if you're good enough you're good enough and now that's it. You just got to put in the work and get the attention to make sure people watch you on on the Internet. I look at the Internet like a big ass highway and everybody's profile is a billboard that they're trying their best to get their attention so that they can stop at their store. So like, what do you? I like that. I like that. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the way that I try to like simplify it because everyone's like, oh, I got a profile. Mm -hmm. I got this. And then I'm like, all right, but. You got a profile and you got a Facebook and an Instagram and this and that. But what do you do? Nothing. All right. So you just want attention. No. Okay. So why'd you make a profile? And then the people who do music right. and, 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 and have like a product or something, I tell them, look, like you can't just treat it like a regular profile. You got to try your best to interact with people to get them to come and see like, all right, why is this person always on? Why is this person always hitting me up? Like, what do they want me to see? And show them like, look, this is what I have to offer. This is what I do. This is the type of person I am. But people get it confused because they try to make it social media. You have to communicate with each other. Nowadays, everyone's just used to posting a picture, hitting like, and that's it. And they keep it moving but then if you leave a comment yeah no, you gotta, you gotta put in work. exactly and if you you just use your your profile for personal stuff and someone actually leaves a comment or hits you up you're like well, who the fuck are you and you're like what are you talking about like you we follow each other i can't <laughs> hit you up what the fuck is the point of me following you like you're mad because i sent you a message or i left you a comment or i i shared your shit like like it's just weird but what right. what's something that you feel could be either an improvement to all that or something that you feel can can be taken away to just simplify it a little more so it's not as hectic um well i would say like for myself um i've built myself up to this point um i went from a change of artist name i used to go by t taylor i go by seven taylor for spiritual reasons um i studied the great to become greater i did the mixtape thing um i feel like you gotta really put the work in um and i think sometimes people want a shortcut to success all the time and it's like no like you really gotta put the work in you really gotta navigate you really gotta network you really gotta um read the room know who you're around um i feel like right about now again like i said there's people that barely pay attention to their lyrics and there are some people that do pay attention to their lyrics. And, you know, I think people are so obsessed with hook and catchy beat that they don't really listen to what the fuck the verses are containing. 
anymore. Um, so when I do get artists like me that actually write and um, set up some crazy ass scheme or wordplay or whatever the situation is, they're kind of like, there's people that are like, yeah, yeah, that's my shit. And there's other people that don't know what to do with that because it's actual talent. Not saying those people are not talented, but there's actual talent to write a verse that is actual content and not know who blah, 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 bad is this in the car, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, like bullshit. <laughs> like, like really tell some stories with your shit. Exactly. Um, but I feel like, yeah, right. You know, so like, I, I feel like overall, someone like me, I, I've worked my way and I'm still working my way. Um, but I've gotten to the point now that I only do, I am only doing paid features now. I'm only doing paid shows now. Like, I think I did a lot of my groundwork, charity work for years of just doing free verses or going to free events and, you know, whatever situation. Now people are respecting me and reaching out to me and adding, you know, a dollar sign to the booking and, you know, all different types of shit. And I've been doing this now since 2014. So I've, you know, not a very, very long time, but. I got some years under my belt now and, you know, making my way to mainstream. So I, I feel like it's really based upon you and what you want. Like, I know what I want to do and I know the doors I want to open for people around me and for myself. So I know it takes hard work to become your own boss and you gotta be want you gotta want to put the work in. Um, but if you're just here for glitz and glam and things and stuff like that and whatever the situation is, you might, you might get discouraged when you get to like the seventh level of the challenges, you know, because we go through so many challenges as independent artists, you know, labels being funny with their artists or, or people trying to pay you less because you're not represented or um, people taking you off songs because your verses is better than theirs and they don't want their crowd of audience to gravitate to you. I've had it happen to me many times. Um, are people trying to blackmail you? I mean, not black. Trying to blackball you from opportunities. There's all a lot of shit. Like I'm, I'm a threat to people, and I've got to the place where I, I've accepted it because before I'm like, no, no, no. I don't think they're trying to. No, I don't think they're trying to do me in. I don't think they're trying to like you know talk bad on me. You know, but I had to realize that niggas tell real lies, <laughs> and that people get to a place where. They're like, yeah, yo, seven, every time I turn around, he's bringing it. He's doing his thing, da-da-da-da, whatever the situation is. And it's like, they don't want you to be introduced to their crowd of audience because, again, for some period of reason, we feel like in this generation, if we applaud the next person, then our opportunity is missed. And it's like, what's for you is for you. You know, what what you going to do is what you going to do. What they going to do is what they going to do. And I don't feel like I'm ever trying to step on someone's toes. I've um, co-launched a platform called Artists on Artists where um, I did roundtables with a lot of different upcoming indie artists and let people get to know them in a different fun style. I've collabed with different um, platforms to do um, Spotify playlists and stuff like that to get their streams up. You know, I did a lot of, like I said, I did a lot of things to help um, applaud the next person, but I feel like when it comes to me, based on my talent, and not even a personal shit, but based on my talent and what I do and what I bring to the rap game, I feel like other people have their own intentions for me. So I started to notice things and I'm, I act accordingly. And now I, I feel like I'm on my rap bully shit now. <laughs> and, you know, I'm just doing my thing now. But I, I, I feel like if we stop being so one-track minded about opportunity, then we could really 
succeed as a culture, you know, we could really come in as a new wave of the new age rats and stuff like that. But people are jealous and, and, and fucking insecure about their craft. And it's like, nigga, step your bars up, step your flow up, study the great, become greater, do your homework. <laughs> like, that has nothing to do with me. Nah, yeah, I totally anyway. agree. I, I totally feel like uh, I don't see the reason for people to hate on other people. Or, or I'm the type of person I look at like this. There's enough for everybody to eat. You know what I'm saying? If I eat you, very much. you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't see very much. I don't see no reason for people to act as if the, there's not enough room at the table. I'm just the type of person that, you know, like a lot of people say, you can eat with me as long as you bring us something to share. You get what I'm saying? Like I'm willing to share right. more and you know what you have but people to bring don't, also. But sometimes people don't want to do that. Exactly. Sometimes people come to your table and eat and, and, and get like two, three fucking helping. And then, and, be a doggy out. Bag. Yep. and then be out. And then be out. Exactly. And don't and then, bring yep. back to that table. Exactly. Nah. And I've had it happen so many times. So it's like, it's like you get to a certain point. Like, honestly, I've gotten to a certain point when it comes to this underground scene of, you know, music and shit like that, that if I, if I, if I feel spiritually led to help you, to plug you in with some platforms or whatever the situation is, I will do it. If I don't really feel it spiritually and stuff like that, I commend you and go along your way. Because I feel like this is a dog-eat-dog dog world that we're in right about now in this industry. And there ain't no friends in this shit. <laughs> you know, besides your circle of who you got outside of this shit, those are people. But, but in this shit, it's not, they're not your friends. They're, they're more trying to be around you for A, to study you, B, because you're a threat. So they want to keep those that they still could, you know, whatever the situation is, close. RRC all above you know it's like it's not really a space where you can really say oh this man is my friend because they're not it's, it's, it's too fickle you know so it's like when you pay attention to things and you learn the formula you need to like act of you know you act accordingly don't sit here and turn a blind eye and think this other artist you know not saying that all artists do this because I do have some friends in this industry that's cool um, but other ones can be very like it can manipulate you and make you think oh they are my friend because they share my shit or whatever sometimes people just want that share for share oh i shared your your song can you share my song you know like do it because nigga you feel it in your spirit to do it not because you're trying to gain something from it exactly you know i i rock with people for how they make me feel not what they can give me you know shout out to mickey with that one I, I hear you on that, yo. I totally feel you. That's why I try my best to whoever I see is actually putting work. I try to show love and I support, and I just try to, you know. And I appreciate it. Yeah, because me myself as a as an independent artist, also I know how it was in the beginning trying to get right. love and support and everything, and just trying to get someone to be like, yo, just listen to me. You get what I'm saying? So I was like, yo, if there's anything right. I can do just to shed some light or just to present people properly and give them an interview, give them some type of a platform where it's like, yo. If this is, has attention, all I'm trying to do is, yo, if y'all think I'm dope enough or whatever, I fuck with this, y'all should fuck with this too. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's all right. I'm trying to do because I feel like there's nothing wrong with, with liking and sharing and giving a minute or three minutes of your day to listen to something new when you listen to the same shit over and over and over every fucking day in your and car. And they don't like and you, yours back. Exactly. Right. And they don't even want to give you three minutes of time just to listen to some new shit. You know what I mean? But it doesn't bother right. them 
to hear fucking Drake for like 30 times in one fucking day. And they, they oh my God, Drake. All right, motherfucker, you got like a whole internet of shit that you can listen to. You just don't want to give it a try. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to change right. that. Right. And I, independent artists are the way. Like, exactly. Not no, no, it is. It's true. It's true. It's that, so raw and it's so, it, it, it's so captivating that you can always tell when someone, some people keep the essence that they have when they move on to mainstream world and shit like that. And some people don't, you know, so there's a lot of people that they owe shit slap, but when they, you hear they new shit and now they hanging out with Diddy and all these other people and stuff like that, um, it don't slap no more. You know, it's like something of them. I feel like a lot of people, when they go mainstream, they try to convert themselves a little bit too much. It's like that raw essence, you, you know, freestyling and do whatever you're doing. That's what caught the, you know, the audience. Keep that shit. Stay true to you. Of course, be mindful. Secure your bag. Secure your businesses. You know, don't be out here being dumb. But it's like sometimes people try to convert themselves too much. And that's where they lose their essence. And that's when they shit don't slap no more. You know? So it's like, you got to really know yourself. Honestly, the key to this business is really knowing yourself. Because if you don't know yourself, anything, any A&R or labels or peers or whatever say about you, you're going to take that shit to the heart. You know? But when you know yourself and you know your craft and you know what you're capable of, and you know exactly what you can produce. Ain't shit no one can tell you. You can, you can talk all day. That is and some shit I might apply and some shit I might not. You know? I totally agree with that. That's why I believe having self-confidence is a big thing. And you're, I like everything that you fucking said. Like, this is a, a really fucking good conversation I had with you, man. I want to ask you, right. what is it you want to let people know? Before we get out of here, what's something you want to let the people know? What's a message that you want to, to from your content to what you're doing, to who you are, to everything you do every day, from what you do online to what you do in your personal life? What's the message that you just want to give out there to everybody? What's something that you want them to know? What's something that you want them to, to feel when they hear your music or something that they want to keep in mind when they hear your name? What's something that Seven Taylor wants to put out there in the universe? Oh, there's a whole lot of Um, But let me just like kind of like generalize it. I think the most important few things I want people to know that was for one, shout out to all the people that fuck with me and all the different places and um, um, you know situations that y'all stream me and purchase my music and I appreciate it so much. Um, another thing is I I would say I've had just like any anybody has ever had you have so many ways of just like saying fuck it fuck it you know but there's something inside of me. There's a fire inside of me that can't be quenched until I get to where I need to go with the shit that I'm doing. I have a purpose. You know, it's a difference between people just doing this to do. I have a purpose with the shit I do. And this is one of my purposes. This is one of my passions. And I'm going to always keep pushing my pen, elevating my flows and so on and so forth. And I want people that, you know, personally, intentionally try to come in my way to know that you can't do shit to stop this flow, this energy, this this magnitude of who I am as an individual. You could do whatever the fuck you want to do, but someone G.O.D. got my back and they will always have my back. So when you go out your way to do clown shit, you like a clown, you know? So it's very important for you to stick to your shit and step your craft up. 
you know, and commend the next nigga or whatever the situation is that's doing them. And um, another thing is, if you are listening to this and you are trying to find a way to get to where you need to get to, um, the first thing for you to do is clear your mind and go with your heart, whatever you're doing, because that's the most important thing. That's the most loudest thing that should be going on in your life. Not what your mom is saying, not what your dad is saying, not what nobody's saying. Your purpose is your purpose, and it's very important to listen to your purpose because so many people miss out on their shit, and they're looking up at TV and like, damn, that could have been me. It could have been you, but it could be you now still if you just get your ass up and get to work. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. I love everything you've been saying. Thank you for being a guest. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for having me. Everybody, this has been another episode of Clocking Out. We have Seven Taylor here. Please click the links in the description. Hear all his latest music from his SoundCloud. Check him out on YouTube. Check out his Twitter, his Instagram. All the links are in the description below. Thank you for calling. Everybody, please have yourself a good night. And I love y'all. Stay safe. You already know what the fuck I give You know I come with different surprises every day This at 7-7 Meet your nigga at 11 Dot com Oh Rappers wanna try it I'ma put these little niggas on a diet Oh